They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome to the Combini Boys podcast, where your hosts Matt and Mike explore the world of Japanese convenience stores. In this week's episode, we welcome back one of our favorite members of the Combini Boys universe, the Spicy Commentator. We look at some chickies, share our favorites from each Combini, check out a new Combini television drama, and continue on with our look at the history of onigiri at the Combini. Now let's head over to the Combini. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt. How are、uh, you doing on this fine, fine morning? It's、uh, three thumbs up here, Mike, in Cambridge. It's a new day. We have a new president. Well, not until January 20th. Joe Biden has defeated Donald Trump, and、uh, that is a great thing. Don't need to engage my backup plan, which was to go on a four year acid trip in Oregon, where all drugs are now legal. <laughs> so,、uh, no risk of brain damage. Over the next four years, for me, very excited about that. How are things over in Kanazawa? Yeah, things are great. We are. We had a little、uh, party here in the Markey household, mm-hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. and you know, just just really hope for the future and everything that、uh, you know to look forward to. So,、um, you know, what better way? To you know, celebrate this exciting time than to get into the kombini. You know what I say? We just、uh, jump right into it. What do you What do you say? Let's do it. All right, Matt. Well, as always, we are starting off with what we like to call the chicky wars.、Mm-hmm. Matt, we've got two chickies this week. I'm just gonna go right to it. So the first chicky that we're looking at this week, we are looking、Ooh. at the L chicky. And this El Chiki is the Taiwan、mm. fried chicken style El Chiki.、Mm. Oh yeah.、Uh, as you can see here,、um, this is a very interesting looking chicky. What What are your initial thoughts? Well, Mike, I'm not sure exactly what makes this、uh, Taiwan style, but it does、mm-hmm. look damn good. The coating is. I mean, it looks like the surface of the moon. Just all kinds of lumps and craters and crispy things.、Mm-hmm. I expect this to be a crispy chicky and a naturally a juice bomb. But again, not exactly sure what makes this Taiwan style. Do you have any insight into that? Yeah. So apparently,、um, so Taiwan style fried chicken is something that you see around here, and I also didn't really understand what exactly makes it special. But apparently, it's it's coated with a tapioca starch,、mm. um, nice. which yeah, I, I don't really know. I've I've actually had Taiwan Taiwanese、um, fried chicken before, but I, I I'm I don't have a good sense of like how to describe it, but. They say it's got the amami and the umami, so、oh、you know that's a that's a classic combo right there.、Um, I'm excited to try it. As you notice, it's it's different sort of shape than the normal el chiki, which、um, yeah, that's interesting.、Um, I don't know if it's just the the chiki we're looking at, but definitely、um, definitely interested in trying it. Looks fantastic. Yep. All right, and then we've got one more. This one. Not so much a chicky, but boom, we have the grilled roll chicken teriyaki、mm. cheese. This is coming from Family Mart. As you can see, what we're looking at, we got、mm. a teriyaki chicken. It's rolled, and inside, <laughs> we've got some cheese. And not only that, we got four kinds of cheese. Matt, what what, what do you think about this one? 
Well, it's not just four kinds of cheese, Mike. It's four kinds of natural cheese. And I got to tell you, when you got to use natural to describe your cheese, you know, my (laughs) radar starts flashing. How natural do you think this cheese is really? Um, I think it's about as natural as the juice inside that chicky. Uh, This stuff was made in Los Alamos, not mom's kitchen, if you ask me. But damn, (laughs) it looks good, Mike. I yeah, I can. That. Yeah, I hear you. I, I, and you know, as we've talked about, we're looking for that legendary cheese and chicky um, combo. Maybe the key is not injecting the cheese. Maybe it's the rolling, <laughs> the rolling of the cheese. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see. But um, yep, that uh, that wraps us up for the chicky wars this week. All right, Mike, it's on to the scoreboard, and uh, we're switching things up. We're going back to the original format this original. week. We have yep. we had been doing a segment called uh, Winners and Losers, where we pick the, our favorite and least favorite conveni items mm-hmm. uh, out this week, but we both agreed there are just too many great items at the conveni, yeah. so we're just going to go back to sharing our top three from each mm-hmm. of the big three conveni. But mm-hmm. before we do that, a quick look at the scoreboard this week new items out family mart has 63 lawson 47 and 7-eleven 133 any thoughts on those numbers mike yeah to be honest not much i mean that's that's pretty much what we've grown accustomed to i'd, I'd say what, what, what do you think i thought lawson it was a little bit high playing near 50 but uh, most of that is because they released a bunch of decaffeinated coffee products which accounts mm-hmm. for a lot of those. That's true. That's true. All right. Um, let's go ahead and dive right into our favorite items for this week, Mike. Uh, mm-hmm. I say we start off with Family Mart, and okay. I think it's worthwhile just jumping into what you picked out this week. Let's see what you got here. Very excited to see your choice out of Family Mart. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, mm-hmm. that's a classic. That's a classic right there. I think the translation said soba noodles and fried vegetables, I think. But Matt, mm-hmm. I'm sure you know what this is. This is the classic hot soba mm-hmm. with the kakiage. And kakiage is a classic soba mm-hmm. topping. It's normally um, onion, sort of sliced onion, and then whatever sort of vegetables you want to throw in there. And then it's all sort of like fried together in this clump. And then you put it on top. <laughs> And it slowly sort of, um, you know, spreads out as you eat it. And you know what it is? This is this is not. Let's be honest. This is not a new item in general. But this is this is a winter item for sure. And um, oh man, this is. I gotta be honest. At the convenience, this this is one of my favorite winter items um, because it it's just so simple and and they do it really well. I gotta be honest. Um, yeah, I'm a big soba fan, and mm. um, I just oh, I just can't wait. I'm definitely going to be having this this winter. What do you think? Are you are you a soba and kakiage guy? I'm a huge soba and kakiage. I'm just a big kakiage guy. Soba, oh, yeah. udon, whatever it's on. It kind of mm. reminds me of uh, Captain Crunch a little bit. You know, you take that first <laughs> bite, it's super crispy. You get your gums <laughs> torn up, but then it slowly <laughs> softens in the soup. Oh, yeah. Eases up. Oh, boy. 
boy. And on the side there, I see a little dish of shichimi spicy oh, seasoning. Boy. Yeah. Sprinkle that on and boom. Flavor Town City, as Guy Fieri would say. <laughs> awesome choice, Mike. And a great winter item. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, out of Family Mart, my choice this week here is the Orange Punch Chew High. And uh, Mike, Ooh. this is in celebration of new president-elect Joe Biden. <laughs> Orange Punch, of course, Donald Trump is orange, and now we've punched him out of the White House. The Trumpster is in the dumpster. And uh, I got to tell you, Mike, I'm going to skip the description here. This is characterized by the refreshing taste of a coherent ethical president who believes in democracy. Uh, Joe Biden, in his speech last night, I don't know if you caught it, he urged us to turn down the temperature. And what better way to cool off then with a tall boy chew high, you get a little celebration in there, 8% alcohol. And uh, also handy for inoculating yourself to the fact that Don is still president for the next two and a half months. So, um, right. yeah, great, great new item here out of Family Mart. Good timing. Yes, very good timing. And like you said, good to uh, sort of ease the pain of the next couple of months. 8%, that's a, that's a pretty strong boy. I wouldn't call that a, a true strong boy, which I put at nine, but that's a, that's a fairly strong boy. Um, and you know, uh, orange punch, I mean, it sounds great. I love it. And like you said, this is a fitting item for the times. All right, Mike, let's say uh, we head on over to 7-Eleven, let's see what you got on tap this week. Mm -hmm. What the hell? All right, let me tell you what's going on here. I um, <laughs> So if you can uh, just zoom up a little bit. All right, so what do we got here? This is the um, notebook that you can put in front of your laptop computer. So as you can see, it's a lot. It's a notebook that's maybe about half the size. So it's right. it's it's like not so tall, but it's pretty wide. All right. So, of course, this is, I mean, let's be honest, this is not the greatest item of all time, but mm -hmm. I thought it was a good time to showcase that the Combini, while it, um, you know, has great food and drinks and everything, it also has a variety of sort of more everyday items mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. especially Bombugo. Bombugo. One of my favorites. <laughs> Which is uh, stationary. And um, I think Lawson actually does it best, but um, you know what I thought? Hey, Let's give a shout out to the old stationery that you find at the uh, Combini. And, you know, recently I've been, you know, we're both on the Combini or we're both on the computer on the uh, uh, the uh, notebook Pasacon. And, um, you know, maybe you want to take some notes. You put this thing right in front and you type in front, take a little note. Eh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting and, um, you know, nothing right home about. But um, this is my pick for 7-Eleven. Yeah, uh, I guess more uh, interesting innovation happening out of 7-Eleven here. I'm not sure what would keep somebody from just putting a notebook in front of their laptop. Um, <laughs> so I'm a little bit confused by it. They did just take a notebook and they sawed it in half, so it's That's not right. quite as tall as a normal notebook. But uh, sure, maybe this satisfies a need for some people. Interesting. Well, and nice choice, Mike, to uh, share a little bit more of the variety that comes out of the convenience, not just chicky and cocktails. That's right. That's right. 
All right, so uh, my pick out of 711 here, Mike, and uh, this is the long Ooh. sauce katsu with sauce. <laughs> now, Mike, I'm not exactly sure what this is. In fact, I'm not really sure if 711 knows what this is because they've not provided a description. Um, I did watch two YouTube videos, check out Amazon and Rockten to try to figure out what the hell this is. I'm going to do my best to describe it, but uh, full disclosure, this is probably an incorrect description here. What I think we're looking at, because this is katsu, I think this is panko breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that have been fried and fused together, glued almost together with bulldog sweet uh, kind of teriyaki sauce. And how you use this, it's not clear to me, but again, in the YouTube videos, I saw two kids put this on top of a bowl of rice Oh, yep. Um, but that's the best I can figure out of this. Uh, not not sure, Mike. Maybe you can enlighten me on what this is. Again, this is just a strip of panko fried and fused together with uh, sweet bulldog sauce. Yeah. No, I. Um. You know, my first intuition would be this is this is sort of like an item like a, a beef jerky that's it's not a it's not a heated product right it's a it's a it's what you call a snack i think um i think i'm well, not so you sure think you just eat this you just eat it you know i thought you just eat it but but yeah. what you were saying about you put this on rice now that changes things this might be an actual meal item in which case that's very interesting I don't know about the nutritional value. I imagine it's not great. Yeah, negative, but... I think. <laughs> negative. Is there katsu in there? That's also what I don't know. Is there there's pork no in there? There's no katsu in there. No, there's no katsu in this. No. There's no pork in there. I okay, don't believe. Well... I don't believe. Okay, so like you described, it's just uh, panko with some bulldog sauce. Um, you know what? I've, I haven't had anything like this. Um, this is uh, this could be very interesting. I, I I'm gonna have to check as well and see where this is in the kombini. That's gonna be important. You know, where is, is it being great present point? Right. If this is with the chips, we'll know one thing. If it's with the jerky, we'll know that. If it's with the, you know, the heatable snacks, that's a whole different story. So I don't know. There's a lot to to uncover about this, but um, very interesting item and and yeah, I like it. All right, uh, let's head over to our last convening here. That's Lawson. Mike, what do you got picked out from Lawson this week? I've got a uh, refreshing little snack here. This is is the shrimp and avocado pasta salad. Mm. Yeah, um, this is a refreshing little side dish right here. Mm. As you can see, it's only 157 calories. Um, it's a pasta salad, so it's not a pasta like a main dish. Mm. That just looks really refreshing. Couple little, you know, shrimpers oh, there, and there, yeah. yeah, and then you got the avocado, which I think is maybe part of the sauce. sauce. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, you know, not to be honest. Strangely, in Japan, you know, you see um, the shrimp and avocado, but I feel like that's more a flavor maybe you'd expect in Hawaii or something like that. Like, where would you? I, I'm not sure. Um, it's uh, it's not completely out of you know. It's you you can have um, avocado and shrimp sandwiches in Japan at, at various places, but and I, yeah, I just I thought it looked really refreshing and um, you know not something that that you see something where it's just this simple with just these you know simple. couple ingredients. Um, so I I really thought this looked nice and I'd love to have this as a little side item. 
Yeah, great choice, Mike. Uh, it is a striking dish. I like the colors too. You got the green there and then the mm. pink orange from the shrimp just popping out. I also just mm -hmm. noticed it also has some gorgonzola cheese Ooh. in there as well. So this is, um, yeah, this thing's got some Ooh. flavor too. Don't be fooled by how subtle it looks. That does look outstanding. Great mm. choice, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Last up, uh, my pick out of Lawson this week here. Mm -hmm. Mike, what we're talking about here and uh, sort of inspired by you last week with the green salad bowl. This wow. is the protein charge salad. <laughs> and what we're looking at here is a bowl, plastic bowl. And in the plastic bowl, we have some lettuce on the bottom. We oh. have a slice of tomato, some steamed chicken, chickpeas, a hard-boiled egg, broccoli, and then some dressing. Um, <laughs> I believe that is, uh, I'm not sure what kind of dressing that is, but this looks fantastic, Mike. You know, uh, you mentioned your diet's not been so good lately. No. Mine's been pretty bad, too. Awful, yeah. Um, I got to eat healthier, and I've started, I actually put on a little bit of weight, if I'm being a little honest here, oh. and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a little Sean T., Okay. 20 minutes a day trying to get my life together. But did Shanti yesterday, you know, my recovery meal, Mike, was a uh, cheese plate and a glass of cab. Ow. So, um, yeah, not Ouch. great. So uh, I could have <laughs> used this uh, protein charge bowl out of Lawson last uh, last night after Shanti. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is a powerful dish, I'd say. You um you've got all the protein that you can really get at the combini. You got meat, you got beans, you got eggs, um, and broccoli, I'm not sure, but this is a this is a classic right here. And I could see this being a big one because you know, protein, it's 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 a little bit tough to come by at the convenience for a nice price, I'd say. And um, you know, it's five hundred yen, three hundred fifteen calories, but you know. There's no carbohydrates in there. This is looking pretty good, I gotta say. I, I could see, like you're saying, you got a big workout on, a big sweat on. You mm -hmm. know, you got these, <laughs> your muscles are aching and you want something to just get in there and pump it up. Mm. This looks like what you wanna go for. It sure does. Okay, so that wraps up the scoreboard and our top new items out of the Conbini this week. Uh, mm -hmm. Mike, I think it's on to our main story. What's on the docket for this week? Well, this week, I'm I'm really happy to say this is episode 27. I think we went to YouTube, we went live on YouTube episode 20. And it's been since then, I, we you know, we have not introduced a, a critical member to the Combini Boys uh, universe. And we're talking about the legendary spicy commentator, mm -hmm. the Karakuchi commentator, <laughs> Mai Mai. And let me tell you, Matt, she is back. And um, you know what you might be asking where has she been you know i think mm -hmm. we've, we've had a, a lot of new listeners recently and uh, maybe they're just wondering what are you talking about well she's been you know she's been out and um, one thing that she's been doing is i don't know if you knew matt there's actually a japanese drama going on right now it's about the kombini oh boy oh boy yeah and this is called kono koi atatame ka? and this means can you heat up this love? <laughs> and, um, you know, as Matt, you know, anybody who's been the Kambini, you go to Japan, you take something, for example, that's sober or something that needs to be heated up. And when you check out, they say, Atatame Maska, do you want me to heat this up? 
And so it's a play on that. It's saying, mm -hmm. can you heat up this love? So um, Matt, let me let me just give you a brief breakdown because my my she's been all about this show. She's mm -hmm. watching it all the time. And mm -hmm. um, so what's this drama all about? Boom, there it is. Konokoi Atatamemasuka. So we got this girl right here for our uh, podcast listeners. We're looking at a the homepage of this this uh, story. And basically, just to give you the brief of what this is, the main character, she's a young girl, and she was actually in an idol group, but she got a little bit too Ooh. old, so they kicked her out, and mm. now she's working part-time, Baito, at the Kambini. Mm. And, you know, in her spare time, she starts reviewing Kambini Suites mm. on Instagram. Does this mm. remind you of anyone, Matt? It reminds me of the spicy commentator. That's exactly right. So in this story, <laughs> she starts reviewing on Instagram and by a chance meeting, she uh, meets the president of the Kambini company that she's working for. Wow. And he says, you're that girl who's reviewing those Kambini suites. And mm. he offers her a position to be the chief producer for Kambini suites. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and just to, just to quickly, um, this is just a little bit of Japanese info for you right here. Our podcast listeners won't be able to see this, but for every Japanese drama, you have this legendary, the sort of chart, the relationship chart. So you look at this chart, you got who's in love with who, who's this person, they're living together, this is their pet. He loves her. Does she love him? We don't know. So for our YouTube visitors, you can, uh, viewers, you can, you can see what's going on here. But there's a lot going on here, but... <laughs> Long story, all to say, the amazing thing about this drama is that they're actually taking this from the fictional world to the real world. So they've joined together with 7-Eleven. Wow. And while this show is going on, each couple of weeks, they're actually bringing out one of the items that, that the main character makes in the drama, and they're actually releasing that as a product. So genius. That, what we're, amazing, right? So what we're looking at here, this is the Koi Surukayobi no Chokoto Lirakushu. So this is apparently the name. I don't know. And um, but it's a chocolate shoe cream. It looks great. And mm, it does look yeah. good. So all that being said, the spice commentary, she's back this week, and she really wanted to review this item. Mm. But we went out two days ago, we went to between seven and nine seven elevens, <laughs> and it was sold out everywhere. <laughs> We couldn't find it. And by the way, when I say we went to seven or nine Kambinis, I opened up my map app, typed in 7-Eleven, and I could all see it on one screen. You know, they're all right around. It took us yeah. like 20 minutes. <laughs> so, Matt, all that being said, the spicy commentator is back. And this week, unfortunately, she doesn't have that shoe cream that she wanted to introduce, mm -hmm. but she does have a new item to introduce. So I thought we should just go ahead and take a listen. Let's do it. Long time no see, everyone. The spicy commentator is back. Today, I'll introduce Daifuku Namadora Tsubu Anto Butter Cream. In English, sweet beans and whipped cream mochi pancake sandwich. It is a dorayaki with a really delicious whipped cream daifuku. This is a combination of two of my most loved sweets. 
The salty flavor of the butter adds another delicious layer to the taste. It's really sweet, so I want to drink some green tea when eating it. My score is 4 stars. See you soon. Bye! Wow, Mike,、uh, what a review. What a comeback here for the spicy commentator. Four、yeah. out of five stars with the Tsubu An Buttercream Daifuku Dorayaki. This does look really good, Mike. And,、um, you know, even more than a review here, I, got, I like that hot tip from,、uh, from Mai Mai about pairing this with some green tea. Mm hmm. Counter the sweetness. That's a hot tip there for those、mm-hmm. who enjoy Japanese sweets. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.、Um, yeah, more than anything, you know, it's just, it's, it's just great to have her back. And, you know, hopefully going forward, we'll be hearing more about the spicy commentator. And hopefully we'll be able to track some of these items coming out of this drama. But、um, yeah, it's good to have her back. It's great to have her back. Thanks, Mai Mai. Okay, Mike,、uh, it's on to the next segment here. This happens to be my favorite segment each week. This is at、mm-hmm. the Gimba with、mm-hmm. Mike, the Gimba being the place where the action happens. Mike, you are in、mm-hmm. Japan where all the action happens. What do you have for us this week for product reviews? All right. Well, I've got a couple of、um, chickies actually、uh, that we've looked at in the past couple weeks. So、nice. let me just, you know, get right to it. You know, what do we got? So coming up first, I got the Fami Chicky.、Oh, yes, this was the、yes. Norishio. And I got to tell you, I was really surprised with this one. We were, we both kind of were not looking too forward to it, but then we talked a little bit more. We got this, you know, this interesting crust going on. Potato so, chip crust. Potato chip crust. I got to tell you, this was, a, this was a very strange feeling I had about this. I, so, the first bite I bit in, I just thought, this is、mm, interesting.、Mm-hmm. And so, here's, my, here's how I feel about it.、Mm-hmm. You, know, you're, you know about、uh, fried oysters. You ever had a po' boy sandwich? I've never had a, I've never had a po' boy sandwich, no. Okay, but I know, but what, you know what a po' boy is. I know、yeah. what it is, yeah. That's what it tasted like. But it's chicken. It's chicken. Yeah, exactly. But the, the seaweed flavor <laughs> actually gave it this almost like oyster、wow, kind of flavor. No kidding. Yeah. So, to be honest, if, if I was just rating on the scale of a chicky in terms of chicken, I'd give it maybe like a three stars. But if, I'm, if you're imagining that you're eating like a fried oyster sandwich, I give that like a four or five stars. It was a very kind of like strange situation. I couldn't figure out what I was eating. So, as long as you imagine your fried chicken is actually an oyster, this, is, this tastes good. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That sounds troubling. <laughs> yes. All right. One other that was a little bit more straightforward, and this is one that we both were kind of excited about. <laughs> this was the sweet and spicy yuzu koshu. That's yuzu and pepper、mm. um, sauced chicken from 7 Eleven. I got to say, This one was unfortunately a disappointment.、Um, hmm. You know, it, it had the yuzu and kosho flavor, no doubt. But besides that, to be honest, I mean, it just tasted like yuzu kosho plus a chicken. There, was, it, there wasn't a mingling going on. I gave it maybe two or three stars, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, it is important to make those things mingle. That's what we see time and time again. It's hard to get things to mingle with、mm-hmm. the chicky. 
So yeah. uh, disappointing there. I had high hopes for the Yuzuko show. We're both big fans of that particular seasoning. But yeah. yeah, time and time again, it is hard to get those seasonings paired well with the chicky. Yep. Yep. So see what I can find out next week. Um, try and pick up some other things. But uh, yeah, that's it for this week. All right. Thanks, Mike, for taking us to the Gimba here. Uh, we're mm-hmm. on to our last segment. Normally we do uh, Konbini News, but like last week, we're going to go back to Konbini College. Uh, Mike, this is our chance to share with our listeners some history about the Konbini. And again, this comes from an article by Konbini scholar Gavin Hamilton Whitelaw, executive director of Harvard University's prestigious Reischauer Institute for Japanese Studies. And this is a chapter called um, Rice Ball Rivalries. Mm-hmm. And today we're talking about 7-Eleven and their history with the onigiri. And uh, Mike, this really was a fascinating bit of history here. Yeah. Just a couple yeah. of key things to point out. First, the rice ball appeared for the first time at 7-Eleven in 1978. And according to Dr. Whitelaw here, this was really their first hit product because it touched on some Japanese home cooking. This is really something that a Japanese person would want and could access conveniently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But this was not a hit right away. It took right. vision and determination from 7-Eleven to pull this off. First of all, supply chain issues. They had to find a company that could make these damn things. And these were actually shaped by hand. Can you imagine that? Jeez. One by one. Mm. Also, quality problems. Their primary competition was Japanese moms. And nobody makes a better onigiri than a Japanese mom. No. no. They got the right seasoning, the right shape. You could probably tell whose mom made what rice ball just by the shape and flavor. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, their biggest feedback was... It just doesn't taste like mom's. But they didn't give up again. They were no. determined, had a vision. Yeah. And they continued to improve Kaizen. That was Kaizen. the name of the game with 7-Eleven's Onigiri. Um, they improved the quality, for instance. Uh, in fact, they've been improving it for several decades. In fact, they called it the rice ball revolution back in the, <laughs> I believe it was the late 90s, where they managed to insert a puff of hot air into the rice ball to fluff the rice just Mm -hmm. before inserting the filling, you know, a Mm -hmm. pickled plum or salmon, whatever. And there's a video of that on YouTube. We'll try to post that on Twitter so people can see what that revolution really is. Also, from a packaging standpoint, you know, they used to have the nori separate from the rice ball. Right, right. And they put them together, but they would stick. The nori would get soggy. And mm-hmm. so over time, they developed what what they have now, which is this very sophisticated plastic packaging. We're able to tear off yeah. um, the wrapper so that the nori and the rice come together. And then mm-hmm. um, the last thing was just from a business perspective, point of sale. You know, they 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 collect all sales data as they're happening, mm. and they got their lead time down from order to delivery from one week to 24 hours. So as soon as a salmon rice ball is sold, you got another one back on the shelf 24 hours later. So from a quality freshness standpoint off the charts, but no, I was just really impressed. You know, uh, you figure this is going to be a hit right away. It was not. It took vision and determination 
by 7-Eleven and they pulled mm. it off. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, this was a really fascinating um, art or uh, section to the article. I, you know, it, it, I really had the sense that, um, you know, the development of the sort of engineering with Onigiri was sort of like went, you know, right in stride with the sort of spreading of the convenience. It was really, mm. you know, they, they sort of spread together. It was thanks to the, the Onigiri that, um, you know, the, com- the convenience were able to become what they were. And yeah, one, one little, one little thing that I picked up that I thought was just like, just kind of blew my mind. It said at the start stores sold five or six onigiri per day. Like I, you know, when we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about billions, billions as our, as our, well, still president, um, soon to not be president billions and billions of, you know, onigiri uh, a day now to, to imagine that at the beginning, these, they were, hand you know molding you know five or six convenient per um or uh, onigiri per convenient that, that was really interesting um and uh yeah no it's I, it was just a really really interesting look at the uh at 7-eleven's innovations and i think yeah next week um i think we're going to be looking at the next section of this article yeah, we're going to be looking at uh, Lawson and also about their onigiri journey uh, which is really a recovery story. Uh, they had a finger or a piece of a finger make its way into an onigiri, which of course caused all kinds of havoc and how they recovered from that. Um, so that's what we'll be checking out next week at Conveni College. All right. Well, Matt, you know what? I think that wraps us up for the week. Mm. Um you know, we're in a new era now, uh, and um, it just feels great, you know, got a big weight off our backs and just enjoying the Kambini from here on, and just smooth sailing from here on out. Um, everybody, I just, uh, you know, thank you all for listening, um, for everybody listening on the podcast, um, on Apple's uh, podcast, Spotify, you know, please share and give us a rating. It really helps everybody to find the show. Um, for the YouTube viewers, um, subscribe and like, and we really appreciate you watching. Um, we're also on all of the uh, social networks. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And Twitter, we've definitely been uh, active recently, so please, you know, check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a comment. Um, we'll we'll definitely uh, get back to you. If you have a convenient memory, um, we actually have a uh, phone number, and that number is 617-453-8207. If you give us a call, we will let you say whatever you want and um we'll share it on the podcast we're just gonna share it on the podcast everybody so matt you know what um that wraps us up for this week uh and um you know what i guess as always i will see you at the convenience i'll see you at the convenience mike